praise the Lord Jesus, to God be the glory, great things he hath done. I am so, so, so excited about my God. Of course, I'm excited about this podcast, the What If series. I know that we did not have any for the last two weeks. Last week I wasn't able, and the week before I was on vacation. I will also be going on vacation tomorrow, but I do hope next week, Wednesday, I will still be on vacation, that wherever I am, I will be able to still go ahead and present the podcast. But today, I want to continue with the series, the episode, What If? What an interesting concept, what if? When you hear that, it stops you in a track. You start to think things over, uh, think on these things. And so today I want to share two scenarios with you. The first scenario I want to share with you is Isaiah. And we are led to understand that when the presence of God showed up in Isaiah's life, when the presence of God came in, wasn't man, just the presence of God. The Bible lets us know that Isaiah prostrated and he declared, woe is me because I am undone. The presence of God, look what what the presence of God can do to us. And it happens and will happen When we read the word of God, we realize how sinful we are and how far away from God. And it should cause us to react in the same way in a woe is me. Because every time we read the word of God, there should be a life-changing experience. What if each time we read the word of the Lord, we would cry out like Isaiah? Or we would just thrive to move from perfection, I'm going to call it perfection, I'm not going to say imperfection, to perfection, right? And we think about the preached word as well when we receive it. Every time we receive the preached word, whether you you tuned in to any kind of platform to listen to a, a replay or it's live, it should cause us to begin to introspect woe is me because I am undone just the presence of God oh Jesus Mm. and then I also think upon David and the Bible lets us know that when Nathan presented a scenario to him concerning uh, someone who had much and tried to take the little that another man had and David was, you know, hyped on a situation, so to speak. And he said, such a man should be killed, you know. Wow. Such a man don't deserve to, to live. And David cast judgment upon that person. And Nathan said, thou art the man. Because you know the situation, the scenario when David caused Uriah to be killed in order to get, um, to do the cover up because he had gotten Uriah's wife pregnant. 
Bathsheba pregnant. And so he committed a crime by sending a word to have uh, Uriah placed in the forefront of the battle, knowing that Uriah was not. Why am I saying Uriah? Yes, it's Uriah. Sometimes my thought gets twisted. I'm thinking about Uzziah. No, Uriah, that's correct. So, no, Uzziah was the one who held on to the ark. But sometimes this happens when you're speaking, right? So, he placed Uriah in the forefront of the battle and had him killed. But, you know, what is so wonderful about all of this is the fact that when Nathan came to Uriah and said to him and brought a scenario, David did not hype. He didn't try to shift the blame. He took responsibility and he went into sackcloth and ashes to repent for his sins. You know, what if we reacted that same way? And I know from time to time, I have used this same scenario, might be a different message, a different delivery, but the same concept. You know, what if when we hear the word of God, something could immediately take a change and not just take that change momentarily, you know, but the change happens and it never returned to its former state never when you have an egg right when you have an egg and you boil it or you fry it it moves from that liquid state to the solid changes must happen you know just like um during the summer when i say the summer i mean before school actually closed in june we had a science experiment and we wanted to show the children how we move from solid to liquid and we also used an egg. It cannot be reversed. No. The solid before it the heat is applied. And so what is the heat that has been applied to our life when the word of truth comes to you? What if we could just receive the word of truth and be changed permanently you know that we don't have to keep reversing retracting to our former state and blame it on I'm just human no there can be a change that is consistent what if every day we make that conscious decision that when I read the word of God I am going to practice not just say it but make every attempt it's just like proverbs 15 verse 1 what if we practice that verse a soft answer turneth away wrath but grievous words stir up anger yes and someone's going to say what about those when you don't answer them they keep carrying on and seem to be a little more upset but at least there's no charge to you and the spirit man within you is being edified and enriched. So it's not on you. So what if we can really make a concerted effort 
to live according to the word of God and to apply it to our lives. And when someone corrects us, oh God, we will just take it like a little child and work on it. Not with attitude, not rejected because it's coming from someone perhaps without a title. No. Because the truth is that when the word of God comes in uh, and you know it's true, you know it's true. There are going to be, there are going to be situations, of course, where a word comes, not necessarily from the pulpit, no, individually, and you can reject it because you know definitely that that is not from God. But when you know it is from God and you are in the wrong, accept it and move forward. God bless you again. It is a pleasure. Thank you for listening to The Voice of Prayer. And this series is What If. As usual, I'm going to ask you to continue to listen and to share in Jesus' name.